Welcome to Good Darts, the podcast all about darts, brought to you by our friends at Low Six. The quality cannot be guaranteed. Coming up, we've got a look back at the end of the European Tour. We'll have a word from Ross Smith, who shocked Michael Van Gogh at last year's European Championship. And the disappointing duo of Mardle and Dawson have been reunited this week as we look ahead <laughs> to this year's European Championship in Oberhausen. I am in Oberhausen. Wayne is in Essex. Uh, any of you listening fans are no doubt in a state of frenzied disinterest at what we're about to say. But Wayne, welcome. What have you been doing in between filling the internet with dog pictures this last few days? Uh, nothing. That, that's it's what my that. life consists of now. It's yeah. all about Watson and Sherlock. And I, I, my, my wife Donna co- constantly uh, just keeps going, will you stop taking photos of the dogs? <laughs> I'm like, and, so, you know, I'm like, I said, wife, wife, because that's, that's what I call her, wife. Uh, yeah. Are you jealous? Are you, are you jealous, wife? Don't be ridiculous. How could anyone be interested in anything that you do? I'm like, well, you, you just seemed a bit upset. She just seemed a bit upset. She went, no, you're annoying me. I was like, all right, okay, okay. So I, I've been told to ease back a bit. Okay, well, I mean... Uh, which I won't, I won't. Uh, no, I don't think you will. I don't think you will at all. Uh, I, well, I should I, like... Dan? I won't feel... No, I don't think you should. I don't want to be like put that. upon in that way. I quite like the dog content, to be honest. I'm, I'm thinking we may as well just replace all the darts and just have an hour of us looking at pictures of dogs and going, oh, any nice uh, every week with Aww. it. So I think, the Aww. noises are. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just lots of appreciative dog noises. Um, were there any appreciative noises, dog or otherwise, coming from you from the last Euro Tour at the weekend where Joe Cullen won it, having been picked by Chris Murphy, our guest co-host in our emergency podcast in Frankfurt Airport last week? Yeah, he'd he done well, Murph. Uh, I'll give him that. Uh, do you know what? I was annoyed. I, you were annoyed? I've got a weird opinion, Dan. I've got a weird opinion about things. You've got things. plenty of weird opinions. Which, which one are you isolating here? Right. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced. Now, right, the disclaimer here is I don't know why I'm convinced. So let are me carry on about Yella Clarsen here? No. Oh, right. This, okay, it's a different weird opinion. Yeah, go on. It's a different, yeah, it's a different one. Yeah. I I have the opinion that, that James Wade mm. is the man to is the man to stop at the World Championships. Really? A man who's yeah. never made the final of a World Championship, despite yeah, obviously Dan, being one of I the most successful it, players ever. Yeah, what, I don't get it. I don't know why on? I feel like this. The International Open. Yeah. I back James Wade to win it. And do you know what? When he was drawn against uh, MVG in the quarterfinal, I'm thinking he'll beat him. Yeah, absolutely. He'll beat him. Then, then, then I'll think it, 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 it'll be. Uh, was he scheduled to meet uh, Mensur? I thought mm-hmm. that, then he'll beat Mensur. Then, then he'll win it. I, honestly, honestly, I don't know what I've what I've got in my head with James Wade, but I just see something, and he's play. He that was the best game Michael played all weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read out some numbers. the best game he played against Wade. I'm going to read out some numbers yeah. for you, and then I'm going to ask you to tell me what these numbers are. Right, okay, there are 12 sets of okay. numbers here. 99, 85, 89, 99, 97, 92, 88, 89, 102, yeah. 88, yeah. 91. Yeah. You know what they are, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there is averages. Yeah. His Euro yeah. Tour averages. The 102 was against Wade, right? Yeah, that's the, the 102 one was against Wade. 12 games, only How's your luck, 100 Dan? average. Well, I mean, yeah, how is your luck? You can go full painter on yeah. that, and but at the same time, how's yeah. Michael Van Gerwen's yeah. state of 
being right now because he looks yeah. broken, yeah. not in a bad form or anything, just broken. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's not. It's not the 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 lack of hundred averages that's that's bothering me. It's not. It's not the 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 high nineties. But look how many. L- uh, sorry, low eighties. Uh, sorry, high eighties. He's putting in there. There's just too many. Well, he's got those no twelve games. Half of them. Yeah. Half of them yeah. are ninety-two or below. I mean, that is un. In fact, more than half. Seven of them. Yeah. And 92 yeah. or below. He's surviving match yeah. darts. He's made back-to-back finals, of course, but he's surviving match darts in four of those games that he managed to win. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, he's, it's not even a D game. No, I was going to say, Dan, I, I, I don't know what kind of game it is for Michael. It's kind of, if he was to be, if he was to just get out of bed and say, right, right, Michael, you're on. A year ago, two years ago, I would expect him to be playing like this, just getting out of bed. Not ready, not 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 warmed up at all. He would still play like I think Harry, Harry's playing. I, I, but now things have changed. Do you know what? I, I, I'm of the opinion as well that you know we go on about slumps and oh we'll get out of it. It's just a period that he's going mm. through. Uh, how long does it have to go go on before it's not just a phase? Before it's not a period? Before it is what he's doing? Well, I mean, before look, I... It, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to look. It used to happen all the time when Phil Taylor was uh, in the last few years of his career, where anything happened with Phil, he lost a game of darts, and there would be people flocking. They would be falling him over this. They'd be like running at full pedal and kicking doors down just to uh, announce themselves in the room and go, "He's finished. He's finished. He's done. You'll never see yeah. anything. You'll never yeah. see him do anything again." Right? I'm not going to do that, yeah. Michael Van Gogh. But what I will say, I can't think of a top player. A really top player, you know, top five, top six, let alone somebody who has been the undoubted best player on the planet for the better part of a decade, to have gone through yeah. a spell like this that he's done through over the last few weeks and be so poor without it being a sign that they are on an almost terminal slide. We're talking yeah. players like Wes Newton kind of stuff or Colin Lloyd, things like that. You've not seen a top player yeah. do this sort of stuff and then bounce back and just go back to being completely normal yes every player has odd poor tournaments yeah. or whatever but this is this is truly truly weird and even people who were previously saying this isn't a crisis are now having to go you know what i think this is yeah yeah i i, I i'm not it's gonna sound concerned worried i am for him a little because he has to be so he feels he has to feel so under pressure in himself, thinking, right, what on earth's going on? What? And do you know what? What? I was watching him against Wade. I was watching him. Mm. Uh, what was the game before? I can't remember the game before. Andy Hamilton. Uh, where Hammer Andy Hamilton. Won. That was the yeah. one. Andy Matched Hamilton. Matched with right, an eighty-one look. average against him. Right. That's what I was going to say, Dan. You don't have to play well to beat Michael Van Gogh anymore. And everyone um, knows it. We're we're seeing that time and time again, and. People are still missing opportunities because they're still playing Michael Van Gogh. Now, he'll always have that. He'll always have that, which mm. which is good for him. But in the since I'm going to say July, July 2012, this has been the longest that he's played poorly for. So he's already gone missing. He went missing from 2007. To, for for four and a half years. So yeah, he's, you go he's back and look at some of those. It, but can he do it again? Yeah, he had. I Can think he there do was it an average again? At the Grand Slam, he averaged in the seventies somewhere. 
Now that was yeah. you know that that was before he became this all-conquering you know monster yeah. of darts. But this is very yeah. very weird. Have you managed to pinpoint anything that you can say? Well, this is the definitive thing because I've been talking with people here. I've been talking with some Dutch guys that know him, and all yeah. the only thing I can think of, I, I think that. He's probably not done anything over lockdown and he's had months yeah. not playing and it'll be the longest period that he hasn't. I think that yeah. he's come... Every, other players have got better, notably Price and Wright, who've figured out that they can beat him and beat him on a regular basis if necessary. It's not just once in a blue moon, but Whitlock's done it the last couple yeah. of times he's played him on tally. I think yeah. that maybe... When I look at him, sometimes at the weekend, certainly, and it was highlighted by one of my, my Dutch mates who works with the streaming, there's... He's, I think it's because he's panicking, but you can see more shoulder in his throat. It looks like he's, it, it looks like he's trying to find something that isn't yeah. there, and he's panicking. He's panicking in a game because he's it, he's not used he to is, this, yeah. and he, he he's not doing what he's done for years and years and years. And because he's not yeah. been doing it and not been doing it regularly, he can't find it as quickly. And I also think there's probably an unwillingness to confront whatever whatever's been going on because this hasn't happened overnight, has it? No, no, it hasn't. And I, I think there's, like you, I think there's a, a lot of things that that what people have saw and you can make up your own kind of narrative. But I, I think there's a, a, a lot of things. And you mentioned panicking. And I kept saying, and when I say kept saying, you know what I'm like when I get something in my head, I can't let it go. Mm. I, I kept telling everyone how uncomfortable he looked during the Premier League. It's yeah. like he looks uncomfortable. He, he just looks at odds with himself. And that hasn't changed, by the way. Even when he plays well, he looks edgy. And mm. do you remember the, the, the time when someone, I'm, I'm, I can't think of a time, but he would be just say five legs down with six to play. And you're giving it, right, you watch him. You watch him. Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll start right, reeling there was all, you in. All that going on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's all that going on in the other person's mind. But the the thing he said that I, I can't get out of my mind, you know, when he was playing Daryl Gurney in the Premier League and he was 3-0 down. Or, mm. uh, yeah, it was Daryl Gurney. Yeah. He was 3-0 down. And he did an interview after that and he went, I, I, knew, I knew it was my, wasn't my night. I couldn't win from there. He's never thought that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, right, okay. That, that, that for me was, are you kidding me? No offence, no offence, mm. Michael. I, I I thought I could win from there. And I wasn't <laughs> even playing because Daryl was not very good either. And yeah. the, that that was a telltale sign for me. He's, I don't, th his confidence is gone. Therefore, uh, the composure under pressure is gone. Uh, the, that winning mentality at the moment is just not there. And something has switched completely between two players. I was watching the final with Joe Cullen and Michael Van Gerwen and I'm thinking Joe Cullen is annihilating Michael with his B game. Yeah. Joe exactly. Cullen's never had a B game. Joe, Joe Cullen's never had one. Now he's got one. He's got Michael Van Gerwen's B game. Yeah, well, Joe Cullen... Michael I mean, hasn't he, got one. He beat Michael Van Gerwen for his first year at all back end of last year and he was sensational. He played incredibly in that game. Joe Cullen did not play yeah. anywhere near those standards. He didn't feel like it. He even said at the end, it's like, uh, you know, I, I didn't think I was playing that well, but I was better than he was. And he was. Yeah, because that's right. There are so many people. That's right. Michael Van Gerwen, none, no single part of his game is working. His scoring is so far off. Correct. His finishing at times, I mean, everybody can miss doubles, but he is missing far more yeah. of them. He's making counting yeah. errors. 
He's not. He's yeah. not focused. It's, everything is wrong with this game, it, and I genuinely yeah. am slightly concerned that unless he yeah. deals with it, and all these last few weeks and months, I've just been going, "It'll be all right. He'll make people pay. He'll come back, and he'll yeah. be as good as ever." And he'll make people yeah. pay. Might not be as easy because people like Price and Wright will be picking up titles and they'll be full of confidence and who knows how good Gerwin Price could end up being. But he'll be back. Yeah. And I, I, I've genuinely yeah, had to start questioning it over the last week because I don't know if he is going to I'm as well. I agree. I'm not going to be made to look a fool. But you can't you, you can't stop yourself questioning. Again, again, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, yeah. No, obviously. No, I'm, I'm in. I'm in full agreement. I, I've always been in his corner. I'm. I'm. I'm an absolute MVG fan, if you like. Mm, and I think everybody is. I, in, I can't. Know. I can't believe uh, some of the, the the dross he's throwing, and I, I I do feel for him a little because I I hate seeing the world's best player and and take this. Uh, people find people uh, different to what what everyone else does. Uh, I like Michael as a human being. I think he's he's a he's a he's a generous man with his time, and I get on well with him. So I don't like to see him go through the ringer. But no. look, he's he's gone missing before, and what I have noticed though, uh, you know what I'm like about technique. Uh, mm. he, Michael's throw has evolved over the years, and there's nothing really that's changed over the last two three years. Nothing really. Mm. But then I was looking at uh, an old video and it came up on, on Twitter as well, which was which was just a coincidence, that uh, in winning the Masters in, in 2007, uh, yes. when he beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. beat Adams in the final, well, mm -hmm. his wrist was... It didn't move. His wrist didn't move. Now, it's not that it's a wrist issue. I'm not even saying that. Because he's 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 been a bit wristy for years. That's not mm. a problem. What I'm saying is is that the wrist never moved back then, and he was playing well. All I'm saying is that maybe maybe you should try something to eliminate a variable. Now well, you, you any movement, any mm. movement's a variable. Any movement. Yeah. I, d I don't care what it is. It, it's a variable. So look, maybe you can can start there. And it, it look, I'm giving him a kind of a a tip that, that may work, may not. We, he needs to try that out. But he needs to try something because whatever he's doing right now, and like you said about the counting errors, and do you know what he did with with a last throw as well against Joe? And he's doing this more often, and I don't like it, and I'm not the type to, to lay into hmm. to, to Michael. He keeps throwing away the last dart, whether it be at a 20 or a treble, just... He wanted 74 with one dart in hand or whatever it was and just aimed for a 60 thinking, I'm never going to get another shot. Yeah. And he's been the type to say, I'll never give up. Well, you, you kind of are mentally. Well, it's the, horrible the only... to see. I don't like it. No, I don't, I don't like, it. like it either. And, uh, you know, um, look, Michael Van Gerwen, if he went for sort of strange things on the board in previous years, it was only to try and show off because he's getting bored with being 5 0, 6 0 up or whatever. Like he'd go for a double Correct. to leave a double just, you know, just because yeah. he was like, look how amazing I am. And to, a, you know, That's even right. though it's not wise, it can. Can you can come a cropper occasionally? I remember him happening to Martin Schindler, when he played Martin Schindler at a World Series event in Germany, where he was faffing about and ended up losing the game from five one up. I think, um, but yeah, yeah, I think you can tell, and it it is it's not unfair. I mean, this is a man who's dominated and been richly rewarded for 
all his exploits on the on the dartboard because he's been the leading figurehead in this sport. And I think he's been a very, very classy one as well. I, like you, I like Michael Van Gogh and off the board as well. I think he, he conducts yeah. himself in a fabulous way, particularly talking in a second language. But what are you doing now? You're seeing him. Where is... One of the things I really liked, it was so classy. If he loses a game, he'd go and shake their hand. I know we're not allowed to do that anymore. But he'd say, look, yeah, he yeah. played well, but I know it's down to my mistakes. I should have played better if I wanted to win that game. Now, you're yeah. seeing him go, oh, well, he was trying to put me off or he was doing this. And it's what players yeah. do when yeah. they know that they they don't have what it takes to win games in the way because they're just trying they're to preserve this little nugget of self confidence. It's weird, and I'm not I'm not yeah. used to seeing him do yeah. that. That's almost as weird as seeing no. him throw 88 averages on the wreck. But it happened with Phil, didn't it? We saw changes in Phil in sort of 15, 16, 17. He, he mm. become he become angry and annoyed at someone saying hello, Phil. Well, yeah. like, well hello. You can't you can't be doing that. I, I want him. I want him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you're right. You're right. Michael's looking for. He's been doing it now. He's, he's oh, th- th- what was the gripe? There was a gripe with. Oh, I was Glenn. Andy Glenn Durrant uh, during. Oh, the, and Glenn. Yeah, yeah and yeah, Glenn. Yeah. But with Glenn at the Premier League, and now it's Andy Hamilton. For Christ's sake, come on now. Beat them. Yeah. Walk away. Shake their hand or touch elbows. Whatever you. Whatever you. Yeah. Throw 107 average and you'll probably win. Now, Michael Van Gogh knew he always had that in his locker, but at the minute, he doesn't look like he has. And so now he's looking elsewhere. Um, Just before we... I'll let you go on. Uh, We have seen the best of Mensor Sulevich, uh, Wayne Mardle, circa about a month ago. And since then, Mensor's been banging in 100 averages all over the place. He's back, isn't he? No, 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 no. No, no. I want to be proved... I I would like to be proved wrong with Mensor... Do you know what? He still doesn't look like winning, though, does he? Oh, it's only Michael Van Gogh he doesn't. lost to, and that's that's. I think that is something. Oh, come on! Look, Harry blew it. Look, Harry blew it. No he, composure. He, he, yeah. He's got less composure than Michael. Oh no! Come no. on! Well, <laughs> he's playing better than <laughs> no, Michael all Van Gogh. Joking aside, you, who do you think is more likely to win yeah. the European Championship this this week, Mensor Sulevich or Michael Van Gogh? Michael Van Gogh. Oh, I'm not so sure. You know. In fact, in fact, I don't well, think he will. But you're asking me about who's more likely. Neither of them. Neither. <laughs> Neither of them. Right. Uh, what I will say, what I will say, is that I, I've, I've watched Mensa, yeah, a couple of games. He's looked pretty good, actually. He's looked, he's looked very pretty good. good. But, 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 uh, uh, yeah, you, you're just being, I don't know, argumentative. Yeah. For some odd reason. <laughs> Obtuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, he still looks to me like he's worried about something. He's yeah, not enjoying he's... it. Well, no, I think he's enjoying that, it nah. more. He's, uh, look, look, uh, look, he's had week one building wigwams, week two walking around his psychologist's <laughs> office wearing ice skates. It's a, it's a, I don't know what the hell he's going to be doing week three, week four, but I tell you what, by the time they come around, he's going to be major title winning contention. I firmly believe right. this. Whatever Mensah is doing, it is working. You can see right. him getting better. You can see him getting more confident. Okay. Not a finished article, but oh, we'll see. All right. Um, well, anyway, right. we, look, we spent far too long talking about MVG. Okay. He was playing brilliantly last year at the European Championship when that rolled around, but he was still beaten by Ross Smith, who was spectacular. And he was similarly brilliant at the weekend. He only lost out to Joe Cullen, the eventual champion in the quarterfinals. I sat down with him here in Oberhausen yesterday. These are the questions that you should be asking. Ross Smith, welcome to the podcast. We're going to do this uh, little chat again because we did it for two minutes and then realised my uh, microphone wasn't working. But uh, you have had quite the 24 hours uh, being in Risa and then supposedly doing a COVID test there when really you should have been several hundred miles away here in Overhausen. 
Yeah, I was told uh, I had COVID test at five o'clock in Risa the next day, and um, obviously it wasn't. It was five o'clock in Overhausen, so it, there was a mix-up somewhere along the lines. And um, yeah, it was a nice five-hour trip here and uh, great preparation, you could say. Five hours? That five hours is some go. Steve West mm. drove you, so he, he puts his foot down, evidently. Yeah, yeah. No, Steve, all credit to him. He really helped me out and, you know, he's a really good friend for not leaving me stranded out there. You know, he didn't have to wait for me. So, um, yeah, he, he's a good guy and he's really helped me out big time. Is he one of your, your best mates in darts? I mean, who are your friends? Because there are little cliques in darts based around where people live or their nationality. They're also, you can always see it on the tables and players' championship events who's sitting with who. Yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, I, I like to think that I get on well with most players. Um, you know, I, I'm quite a sociable guy. I, I'll, I'll chat with anyone. So, uh, but yeah, I've got some, you know, some really good friends in darts. Jamie Lewis, Joe Mernon, uh, Kirk Shepherd. So, yeah. It, it must have been hard this weekend. I mean, everybody's probably seen Jamie Lewis struggling. And, you know, it's a difficult sport to play up there on stage on your own when things aren't going well and you've you've got problems which I understand he's he's seeking out to to get some assistance with yeah it's awful time for Jamie um, but you know he, he just needs to know that he's got all his friends here for him and um, you know I just hope he's you know he comes back fighting which I'm sure he will do you know he's he's a really good lad uh, one of my best mates and I'm sure he'll be fine but it's just uh, everyone get behind him yeah look I mean certainly I think everybody here at the podcast extends their best wishes to Jamie it's interesting though, I mean you took some time away from the game yourself didn't you? you? You went away in 2016, weren't sure whether we'd see you again and then two years later you come back. What was your thinking at the time when you took a step back? Particularly when you know you say a lot of your best mates are involved in this sport, yeah. it's a big decision that. Yeah, um, I found I was um, just going along with the ride with darts if you know what I mean. Um, I wanted to do other things in life because I've been playing it for such well since I was a kid really at the age of 14 and um, I just felt like I, I wanted to do a few other things with my life and not everything be revolved around darts um, but yeah I'm happy obviously I come back I had my little break and uh, got some things out of the way sort of like a midlife crisis you could say <laughs> and then um, but no if anything it's, it's made me come back a lot better mentally as well so yeah what were the sort of things you wanted to do because I mean you've, you've got a young lad I mean is it Archie mm -hmm. also, how old is he now he's five he's five so I mean that, did that play a role in you wanting to do that was it more time with the family or, or was it just you wanted a break from the constant darts yeah it was a number of things you know just that uh, my son was you know he was born and I wanted to spend more time at home obviously and uh, also, yeah, it was a number of things, you know, it's just silly little things um, like, you know, maybe a lad's holiday where, you know, I've never done one before because it's always been darts my whole life. And uh, even just to the point of being able to have a, play a game of Sunday league football and just watch a bit of football, you know, down the pub and yeah, just normal things, really. I just It just seemed to be most weekends was taken away and... Um, yeah, I didn't really have a social life at home, you could say. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you've, you've worked mm. while doing darts, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And, and, I mean, what jobs were you doing? You were driving trucks and, mm. and things like that. Are you still, are you still working now, or is it, is it fully professional darts? No, it's fully professional darts now. It has been for probably a couple of years. Um, yeah, I was driving lorries 
and it was just you know the the hours were crazy and the company who I was employed by you know they turned around and said enough's enough in a way you know you've, you've got to make a decision because obviously I was having so much time off of work and uh, I think it started costing them in the end bringing agency drivers in so did you nearly lose your job at the UK Open when you re- made the quarterfinal? So you were there for the final day yeah. and you were like, I, I'm not sure if, if my boss sees me playing mm. on telly, I'm not sure I'm going to have a job to go back to on Monday at this rate. Yeah, it was, it, I was uh, umming and ahhing about it. I wasn't sure because I knew I had, uh, had far too much time off of work through darts. So, uh, yeah, I had an idea that when I get got back I was going to uh, be asked the question you know it's uh, one or the other sort of thing which obviously is a no-brainer you know I'm really happy I made that decision to uh, take the darts on. Was it a different approach then when you came back after that couple of years away because as I recall I'm trying to remember when you came back it looked like you'd lost a load of weight Mm -hmm. you were doing you were like out running on the beach and all sorts of stuff there's a real sort of focus on fitness did you decide you wanted to approach the game in a different way from how you'd done it for all those other years leading up to the break yeah definitely um again you know i think i got a few things out of my system i needed that break away and then i've come back and um I, I, yeah i wanted to be fitter i wanted to approach the game better i felt like i'd uh, wasted a lot of years playing the game which you know i've, I've looked at other players similar to my age, a year or two above or below, and I'm thinking they've all kicked on. Why haven't I? You know, I need to have a look at myself, which I've done, and um, yeah, now I'm working harder. I feel a lot stronger mentally as well. Well, is it is it literally just a case of trying to be professional about more practice time, looking after yourself better, or is there anything else you've looked at and gone? that's something that I could improve upon from back when I was playing seemingly just for fun in my spare time mm. even though it was a very high level yeah I suppose so there isn't nothing in you know specific it was just again I looked at players and um, you know no disrespect to any of them but I grew up with a lot of the you know a lot of the lads even who played Premier League um, and yeah I felt like I've sort of been held back in my career while they all kicked on and just suddenly gives you a bit of a kick up the backside to think, you know, come on, you can do this as well. You know, there's nothing stopping you do it. So, well, that's. I mean, if we go back 2011, you made the quarterfinals of the Lakeside, and mm. 2013, which is when they first started introducing a sort of development tour, youth tour. It was called yeah. the Challenge Tour, but it was basically the youth yeah. tour. You won four of those in a year. I mean, you were one of the guys people looking at and going, that that man's going place, or that that youth's going place. Mm. Was that? Did you just think, oh, well, it's just going to happen then, if that's the case? It's, oh, no, I'm good, I'm winning stuff, this is, this is just going to carry on forever. Yeah, possibly. Um, I might have been naive to think that. I'm, I'm not too sure, to be fair. It just sort of, I don't know, I think I just got stuck in a rut and just plodded along and hoping maybe something was going to happen, um, being quite young. I, I don't know, but I think, um, yeah, it's just, it, again, it just... You, you get stuck in the motions, don't you? And, and then before you know it, you hit a certain age. And I'm thinking, hang on, I'm not that youngster anymore. You know, I, I need to actually pull my finger out and do something. Is it quite, quite hard then? If you look at, you know, the players of a similar age to you who are playing in those sort of systems, you know, Michael mm. Smith's sat yeah, over there. Yeah. He's sat yeah. over there and he's made major final after major mm-hmm. final. He's won 10 PDC titles. You know, Joe Cullen won at the weekend. Um it's obviously dog eat dog out there and even if you're mates with them you, you, you're still thinking that's 
I've got to earn a living here. Yeah. I, I could be doing that. And there's, mm. you don't see any reason why you couldn't be at those levels. Yeah, that's it. Totally. Um, you know, like I say, most of the, we all get on. You know, I get on well with the lads and that. And um, but I do. I sit. I've sat there at home and I think to myself, why? What? What have I done? Why haven't I kicked on? What? You know, that I've done something wrong somewhere along the line, and uh, maybe not been professional enough. Probably not worked as hard as them on the dartboard. Well, most definitely, I would have said probably haven't worked as hard as them on the board practicing and things like that um, probably got stuck in that immature sort of mode uh, for too long and like I say you, you sit back and you realise and you go you know I, I, I can do that I know I've got the ability but it's just uh, I've got to do it now well we've seen highlights from you I mean the one that immediately springs to mind was beating Van Gerwen at the European Championship last year of course it's, we're only mm -hmm. a couple of days away from the European Championship starting this year would you be picking that out as the pinnacle of what you've done? Where, where do you look at for your career and go, yeah, that's where you saw the proper Ross Smith? Um, yeah, probably. That's one of the times. Um, but the, it, it's hard to say, really, because I've had, I, I feel like I've beaten, I, I think I've beaten most players now, especially, you know, the top lads and that, but I'm just, I seem to be uh, struggling with the consistency level of it. So I know I've got the ability to beat anybody on my day, but it's now about trying to concentrate and, do it, make it a, a run in a tournament, you know, make, and do it more consistently instead of just the one game here or another game, you know, in a month's time, have another run. You, you know, you've got to do it on a more consistent basis. Do you think that's it's more moving in the right direction? Because I think the, the weekend was your fourth quarter final of the mm. year. I know it's a truncated yeah, year, so yeah. it's not bad going. Joe, in his interview at the end, said, you know, beating Ross Smith, I, I felt he was, he might well have been the yeah. man to beat. He was playing better darts than than anybody else that weekend probably yeah I take that as a massive compliment you know when the champion who won it you know he says that then you got you know I've got to take that on board um, going into this tournament and, and so on but at the same time I've got to forget them you know them runs as well because at the end of the day I didn't win it so you know I've changed I've watched people in interviews and you've got to change your mentality a bit I don't want to be there to make numbers up and just ride along with it I want to start winning these tournaments like Joe getting further and later on in the stages you know I want to push for top 16 spot and, and so on you know I really want to kick on in my career over the next few years huge opportunity with this tournament coming up as well mm. and uh, lo and behold Michael Smith first round <laughs> as well so I mean it'd be great yeah. opportunity to, to prove a point yeah yeah definitely but again you know I'm I'm not too bothered about who I play anymore. I've, I've you know, I'm not. I don't fear anyone. Um, I just know that I've got to go and play my game. If I play my game to what I know I can, I know it's good enough to beat anyone. But at the same time, I respect every single player because of you know, you know, you've got to turn up. Otherwise, they're going to absolutely mm. trounce all over you. You know, so. Well, I mean, look, I wish you every success, but I would say if you could not throw any nine darters on the Euro Tour again, because <laughs> the last time you did it, basically you condemned us to a half a decade of never seeing one again, and I'm holding you personally responsible. Yeah, I do apologise for that. You know. <laughs> Sorry to everyone for that. <laughs> Right, Wayne, Ross Smith, do you think he can rejoin some of the guys he was rivalling when he was younger? Do you think he's got what it takes to move up the rankings? Because he's very much in that sort of 
not also runs, but the sort of cadre of players who you think, oh, they've got talent, but can they do it regularly enough? Yeah. Which I think is is what he admitted in that interview. Yeah, I, I think a lot of players get confused between kind of getting better and becoming more consistent. I think mm. he needs, like, there's a glut of players, and I mean probably 90 of them that have got tour cards. Mm. Uh, they need to become more consistent rather than better. He's, he's a brilliant player. He, he knows that and everyone else knows that. But it's, and he mentioned it, didn't he? He said, I, I do it for one game and then not not the next mm. for, for whatever reason. Now, he, he's a tall lad. He's a, he's a real tall lad. He's, he's got to be 6'5", hasn't he? I, I, I mean, Easy. he's tall. He's 6'4". He's 6'4". So maybe, yeah, he's probably about, he's probably, I don't think he's massive, massive, but he's probably about, about 6'3", 6'4", I'd guess. Right, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him 6'4", because he, I'm 6'1 and a bit, and he seems to tower over me. But mind Are you, you really so do you, Dan. Are and a um, bit? Yes, I am, pal, yeah, is don't that, you that, dare that, knock that bit Is that, that your showbiz off. height? No, show, you, 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 what? <laughs> 6'1 and a bit seems rather generous, Wayne. I'll give you seems generous. <laughs> Dr. Tatavatu Dr. measured me in January. I was 6'1 and a bit. Okay, okay. Mind you, in, I, in I did have clogs inches, on. Yeah. I did have clogs on. Right, yeah. okay. Yes, in feet and inches. Okay. Yeah, no, go but, on. Yeah, sorry. You were, Ross Smith what? is a tall guy, as and so is Wayne Mardle, apparently. He's quite touchy about it, but yeah, all right. They're both tall guys. Yeah. That's as opposed, fine. Yeah, as opposed to what? Uh, uh, I don't know. A, a strip of bamboo or something. That's, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you do things in Essex. Anyway, anyway, this isn't about my height. Just, right, just no, leave isn't. it out. Just, just yeah, okay. cut it out. Right, anyway. Yeah, for Christ's sake. Right, let's start this again. Hi, Dan. No, no. Right. Uh, do you know what? He's, he's, a, he's a tall guy. And I I have this this thing. I, I believe that, that forget Steve Beaton, forget Raymond Van Barneveld, uh, who have just been magnificent for, for, if you add them all up, like a century, that's, mm. how, that's how good they've been, they've been good for. But... He can sometimes throw a bit too soft, which comes across as a bit hopey. Mm. And I find that when Ross is on, he throws them a little bit more powerfully uh, and they get there quicker and he looks like he's just going to follow. The darts stand up at, like, I don't know, like 40 degrees, say, and he pummels in the first, then the second, then the third. When he When he's not that confident, he throws a lot of high and low darts. Mm. I think if he can be more confident for longer spells, which he, look, everyone wants that, of course. We're just talking yeah. about Michael Van Gerwen not being confident. I, I think you could see him go up a couple of levels. I really do. And I, then yeah. once he does that, it, he'll realise he'll realise what's needed. And I just think it's that. I think he needs to throw that tiny bit firmer. Hmm. I mean, look, I think everybody will look at player well, players like they'll look at Nathan Aspinall, who is a guy very much yeah. in Ross Smith's sort of level. You'd put him there. You go, oh, he's a talented player. I've seen him play well, but yeah. you don't see him do it often yeah. enough. But all it takes, a run, a win, a, a spell of form, and some belief Correct. and everything else, and it all clicks. And for yeah. two years now, Nathan Aspinall has looked like one of, well, has yeah. been one of the best players on the planet. He'll be one of the favourites. Uh, to win the European Championship this week. What about players yeah. who've gone away from the game and come back? Because I, I was just trying to think of players who've done it. I mean, Peter Wright did it, of course. He went away um, and stopped yeah. playing and then came back to it. And it takes a hard work and dedication, but almost I think he came back and approached it 
in a better way. Richie Burnett quit the game for a little while before coming back. Scott yeah. Rand came back to the game and did some yeah. good things before oh. he then just got bored and wandered off. But there's yeah. there's something to be said for players who do go away, have a break, do whatever they need to do in their personal life, but still have this burning desire to come back and do the darts. And I, I almost I think he's I think he's better equipped now, anyway, than he was yeah. even when he was one of the highest, highly rated youth players around uh, back when he was winning things in 2013 on the Challenge Tour. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I did a uh, I did a, a presentation mm. uh, for for a darts gala, if you like, for a, a weekend away uh, in it was Lincolnshire somewhere, probably Skegness, and it, I was it sounds doing, doing uh, it an sounds flashy. I, I was glor- I was glamorous then. It was glamorous, uh, <laughs> and I was giving out the trophies and playing all the, all the champions. Anyway, uh, Ross was there at the bar, and this was probably four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and he was there at the bar with his mates, and they were all a bit they were all a bit tiddled, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "Hello, oh, mate." I said, how, "How did you get on?" Oh, no, I'm not really here to play, mate. He said, "I'm just here to." To have a good time, he said. It, the darts just just brought me here along with me mates. He said, "I've had enough of it for now." He mm. said, "But next couple of years, he said, I'll I'll try to get back into it with with a different attitude." And he was saying that, and do you know what? I, I can't. And his mate was there, and he's he said, "What do you reckon on Ross?" I said, "Look, I said I know he's talented, but I said that there's a long way to to go for him to to get back to the winning ways, if you like." Mm. I said, "But he can he can do it." I said he can do it, and. I'm glad that he has knuckled down and he's, he was kind of a young dad. Uh, he's now, and I thought he spoke really well to you. I've got to say, I thought he, he come across as, as a, uh, an old head on young shoulders. And he mm. realizes now that he's kind of got an opportunity to do some damage and to, to, to give his family a, a decent life. And I, I'd like him to do well. Cause I, I I've known his, I've known his mum and dad for for years. I knew Ross when he was a uh, like before he was a teenager, kind of 11, 12 years of age, and he's he's always been a nice a nice kid. And I'm I'm old enough to call him a kid, but <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. He's he's coming to he's coming to the last couple of years, realizing that he might have to work harder, and he's not he's not uh, he's not annoyed at where his career's gone or where he is he, he's looking forward to to progressing and good luck to him good luck yeah to him. good That's luck to I him reckon. certainly and uh ross will take on michael smith in the first round of the european championship uh later on we'll be taking a look at that in a moment these are the questions that you should be asking when we're live are we alive now we're not live now are you interviewing me or not seriously these are the questions that you should be asking when we're live. Are we alive now? We're not live now. Seriously. There you are on television. Right then, questions. Questions for Wayne Mardle. European Championship seeded as per the Euro Tour order of merit. So kind of weird seedings for this one. What's your general thoughts on this tournament, Wayne, seeing as it's the culmination of the greatest tour in professional sport? Uh... uh... It's a, yeah, it's a culmination of the of a tour in professional sport. Whoa, 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 whoa
Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you, you're allowed your weird opinions, but some of them aren't. Like, that is a that is verboten. That I love is, that. If I you're going to come that. and talk on this, you have to acknowledge that the Euro Tour is the greatest tour in professional sport. Um, and right, okay. the European okay. Championship is the culmination of it. So I'll let you have another go, Wayne. What? Right, okay. Yeah, look, it, it is the culmination of, of a, uh, an event that, that, yeah, it's great. Anyway, look, I, what I, I quite like the different seedings. Yeah, I do. It's got, I quite, it mixes like, it up, I quite it? like them. Yeah, it mixes yeah, it up. Yeah, it does. And it's like the players' championships when you, you mm. get like Ian White seeded at one and you, people are thinking, what on earth? Well, no, 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 just have a look down. Uh, mm. Not this year, but but previous years. Look, and it was all on the, the last final of the, the last European tour, who was going to be seeded one. But yeah. I'll tell you what, it's changed the draw something chronic. Yeah, because I know. Because when it's... you look at the seedings now, you're like, oh, oh, he'll fence his chances more. Oh, he won't. Oh, he will. <laughs> and it really has kind of opened things up a bit. And it's a tough, tough one to call. And... Uh, obviously, um, uh, you just you've everything's draw dependent in a in a championship, mm. and this is this is no different. No matter what, no matter what the seedings, it's all it's some of them are kind of false. We know that, uh, and some are, some are about right. It's just just the way it works out. Yeah, well, I mean, Peter Wright's probably the most notable one. The world champion slapped bang in the middle of the draw because he missed the yeah. last few Euro Tour events in a truncated season. So he was always going to be floating yeah. around and be a nightmare second-round opponent for somebody if Correct. he wins his yeah. opening game. Um, I didn't know if you know this. Uh, Oberhausen, it is it is the home, and literally just around the corner. Do you remember Paul the Psychic Octopus, who predicted the results of the yes. World Cup a few years back? This is where he lived. Yes. He lived around the corner. Like I went there today. They've got like a shrine. Hold oh, oh, on, hold oh, on, hold oh, on. You just said uh, you. I don't know if you know this. Then you mm. proceeded with what you just said. How would I know that? Well, I'm, I mean, how would anyone know that? that well, Paul the psychic optimus was the, pretty big the news. The octopus lives there. Well, he did. He doesn't anymore. He sadly passed on. But if you come to Oberhausen, oh. you go to the Sea Life Centre around the corner and they've got the Wall of Paul, which is just all his newspaper clippings and a big sort of plastic octopus in tribute to him, draped over a football. But he got all the predictions right. So I'm hoping that that is going to be, just by going up and like sort of rubbing it and kissing it, like the Blarney Stone or whatever, I'm going to be imbued with some sort of psychic octopus powers and get all of these right. Because I did. He had a cousin, Paul who lived in Birmingham at the Sea Life Centre there. And back when I was working on the radio station, we went over there to see if she, we could get her to predict the results of the next World Cup. And so I'd, I'd <laughs> rung up this local company and they'd made these little Perspex boxes and we could put shrimp in them and you put like a flag for each country in each of the boxes. <laughs> and so you'd know which one. So you, you put them in there and then she goes into one of the boxes and that's her prediction. And it took ages to set all this up and we videoed it and did everything and she was shit. She got everything wrong. She, had, she was absolutely <laughs> bloody hopeless. Olive the psychic octopus. She was absolutely useless. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, but- I... I've they don't live very long, do they? So that, that so nah. they're always babies, they're always kids. Yeah, kids and... know nothing. <laughs> they eat, they eat flowers and and dirt. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
and so Paul is no more because he didn't live long and we are now deprived of his wisdom. But don't worry because Wayne Mardle and Dan Dawson are here to talk you through the European Championship. Right, if you want to get involved yes. on this in the Low Six and PDC Picks apps, you can do. And bearing in mind that Chris Murphy on our emergency podcast last week told you to go and have a look at Joe Cullen and he went all the way to the title at the International Darts Open. I am claiming that as a win for the podcast, even though I will never lay a let chris murphy back on the podcast because he's embarrassed me by picking correctly um so i'm going to rattle yeah, through yeah. these uh wayne okay i want a prediction from you and a line justifying it but we can't get into a massive chat about every game because we'll be here no. forever and no. ever okay so in the order that i've got these which i think is the schedule jamie hughes versus oh, you, right, dave okay. chisnell where are you going with that right i'm, I'm going chizzy I, I i like what i see which is and i don't think jamie hughes is playing very well no, I agree. I think Chizzy's very up and down, but I think there's more likelihood he's yep. going to be up. And I think that'll be enough against Yata, who, by his own admission, is is not particularly confident. His scoring is just not there it at the not. moment. Christoph no, Ratajski versus well. Steve West. Uh, well, West beat uh, Michael here a couple of years ago, didn't he? he well, not did. here, but in the, the same yeah, event. Uh, yeah, I don't see him though. pulling off. Yeah, he was. I don't see him pulling off what, what again, would be a shock. It would be a shock if you beat Ratajski, wouldn't it? It would. I, I don't see it. No, I, I, I don't either. I think Ratajski goes on a run here anyway. Ooh, do you? Ooh, have we finally yeah. convinced you the Polish Eagles going to be in like a major semi-final or a final? We'll come to that um, in a minute. Um, Mervyn King, Ian yeah. White. This is a tricky one, I found. Right. I'm not, you said don't go in, in yeah. great depth. I'm not going to. Ian White, his confidence is not there. Mm. Mervyn King, is that is that danger man that continues to be dangerous since the mid 80s he's been dangerous mm. dangerous Merv uh, Merv Merv in, in a last leg last leg I was going to say thriller in a last leg slugfest <laughs> you see I've been backing against Ian White for the last few weeks because I'm just not seeing enough good from him but I've just got it's going to change at some point and I'm going to back the diamond in that one this is an interesting one Jose de Salsa Jeffrey de Zvan. Now, I know you love Desvan, but do yeah. you think he can beat the Portuguese yeah. man of scores? Uh, <laughs> Portuguese man of scores. Continue our nautical theme for this. Uh, I can't work Jeffrey out. I, I just can't. I can't I can't predict that he's going to play well in any game. Therefore, I'm going Jose because I think you're going to get a decent performance out of him, aren't you? I, I, I think you will, but he, he's also a difficult one to put it. And he also didn't impress me particularly at the at the weekend. And I do wonder, like his preparation was messed about with Glenn Durrant testing positive for COVID, it was. and I, so I, it was. I, I don't know if there's yeah. going to be any hangover yeah. from that. And I just think that Jeffrey Desvan at least has shown signs of life at the World Grand Prix, and I think he he might continue to show signs of life. He's been a little bit fortunate to get these opportunities, yeah. but I think he may grasp them. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Zvon. You can go for the okay. if you like. Um, I know which yeah, way you're I'll going. Go with this. Say, yeah. uh, James Wade, Steve Lennon. Uh, He's the man to beat, isn't he? It, it, no, no, no. That's in the worlds. That's in the worlds. Oh, just uh, in the yes, worlds. Everything yes, up Jay to the words. Oh yeah, he'll, be, he'll get hand, he'll get his backside handed no, to no. him. No, no. No, it's observation time. It's observation time. Uh, I, I think he beats Steve Lennon. Lennon's not the player he was, what, a year ago? I Two, maybe? Is it Steve Lennon? James Wade, not the player he was 
James Wade, not the player he was, what, 13 years ago? <laughs> Lennon's a weird one, you know. He's, he's been chucking... And he just... Chucking good averages. Like, he's really high up in the averages list, but he just doesn't win many games. And that's it's a really no. bad situation to be no. in. But I do think Wade has too yeah. much for him. Um, Devin Peterson, too Andy good Hamilton. Uh, the hammer will, will feel the force of Peterson's uh, power. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, Devon I mean, will win that. Yeah, no I mean, offense I to Andy. I wouldn't Andy. go into advertising with that sort of slogan, Wayne. But yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I get what you're on about. I was about. thinking of the hammer. That, yeah, then it then it's getting all out of hand in my mind. I'm like, oh dear, no, no, drop the hammer jokes, right? Leave yeah. It. Uh, Devon, too good. Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, I am intrigued. The guest on the podcast this week, Ross Smith versus Michael Smith. Well, it's funny you should say that. And we could be clever and say, I think Smith will win it, which is just stupid. You could. Uh, Michael Michael Smith, for me, uh, at the weekend, he he looked all right, you know. He did until he he didn't. I I was going to say he looked right for a spell. Mm. He looked all right for a spell, and I'm thinking, oh, right. I'm going for him. And I think, again, a bit like Ratajski, I think he's going to go on a run. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, one of the biggest Michael Smith fans out there, myself. Uh, in fact, both of us on yeah. this podcast are. But I do. Yeah. I was very, very impressed with Ross Smith at the weekend, and I think yeah. that he may be able to produce another big result like he did at last year's European Championship and take out one of the top names. Uh, an all Dutch encounter between the World Grand Prix finalist Dirk Van Dijvenbode, the Obergenius, and Danny Noppert, who is. I mean, he just continues to be solidly impressive. And I think this is a difficult one to call. Well, you know when when Noppert was the BDO player and he come over and, in the Grand Slam and played Gary and lost 10-9? Mm, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was of the opinion then, I, and I, I kept banging on about it as well, saying, look, I think this, this fella's a brilliant player. I can see him doing damage in the PDC. And then he come over and he was pretty pretty useless. Well, now he's playing like the nopper that I thought we would see. Mm. I, I think he, he he beats DVD and puts the record straight. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm going for the... Because you didn't corner. say it. It doesn't mean it can't be gold. Yeah, Come well, on. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, it's usually, if I said it, it's a guarantee that it's not. Uh, but just because I didn't doesn't mean that it definitely is. Uh, I'm going to go for Dirk in that. Because I just think you, you, you saw at the Grand Prix, he was he played some incredible You're stuff. You're a contrarian. Um, I'm not a contrarian. Well, I am a contrarian, but I mean, Dirk Van Dijvenboda is a serious player nowadays. Uh, he's there's yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree. It's uh, tough right, game to call. Uh, I think this guy goes on and makes the final. You know, Nathan Aspinall against Mike Kyvenhoven. Do you? I, mm, I really do. I think he's in right. the much better half of the draw. Uh, looking yep, at it, yeah, um, and I okay. think that. Nathan's the one I quite fancy to come through. Okay, mate. Yeah, I, I believe he, he does a job on make. Uh, yeah. I, I, as for reaching the final, of, of course, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, okay. Cullen's, okay. In, Joe okay. Cullen's in the same half. He's got Willie O'Connor, top seed versus Willie, who just doesn't. He's not the player he was a, a year ago. He's just not scoring like he did. He used to be banging in 180s and looking really dangerous. But now I don't, I'm not quite sure what's happened with Willie O'Connor's game. Right, 
Do you remember when Willie just kept finding a way to argue with people on the hockey or argue oh, yeah, with it's the, great. the crowd? I love, I, yeah, just, yeah, it's very entertaining yeah. seeing a big angry Willie on stage. That's that's what I've noticed over the last few years in right. PDC Dars. I, I just think he's, he's played himself into uh, an angry lull. An I, angry he needs lull. to relax. Mm. He needs to relax. You can't play, you can't play that pent up. You just can't. And Price doesn't even do it anymore because it's it's too it 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 drains you. It just is. It, it's you can't keep on being so mentally tough all the time. It it just doesn't work. Sometimes you've got to switch off. Chill and, out. Uh, chill out. Chill out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chill Cullen, out, Willie. Cullen's B game. Cullen's B game now wins. And I, I do you know what things that are happening in 2020 are just mad. And I've just said, Joe Cullen's B game wins. What on earth? <laughs> Come on now. Go on, Joseph. Go on, it's his Joseph. Time. It's his time. It's his time to go and do stuff. He nearly made the final of this tournament a couple of years back. Uh, this is an interesting yeah. one. You know, I'll be interested to get your take on this. Rob Cross, the reigning champion, and the Dutch yeah. giant, Martijn Kleermacher. Have you been impressed with you like what you see yeah. from Kleermacher? Yeah, I do. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Uh, he's exciting the only to watch, thing I will but do you think that... he's good enough to do do real damage, to, to win titles uh, or threaten in the back end of No, ages? not yet. Not yet? No, he's good enough to beat Cross over the, over the format. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure he's good enough to then beat, say, uh, I was going to say Peterson, because that's who he's likely to play over... Would it, what was the, What is the format after the first round, Dan? Well, it's first. It's best of eleven in the first round, and then in the second yeah, round, it is yeah. best of nineteen. Best of nineteen. Yeah, in I the thought. I thought so as well. Yeah, I, I think he'd struggle to to remain consistent enough to be any big hitter over that kind of format. Uh, uh, over the best of eleven, yeah, he can he can deal with cross. But so you're, you're going to go for, uh, for uh, Martin does... in that one. I'm going for Martin to to outscore and kind of outplay Rob Cross. Yeah, Rob Cross, I, I, I don't care. Anyone says no one can like what they're seeing. I don't no know. one. Well, the thing Not is, even I think Rob. It's, it's toss of a coin. Some one game he looks good, next game doesn't, and sometimes it changes yeah. in the middle of the game. When he's good, he's very good. I just yeah. don't know about the spells. I think he might just get over the line against Clearmacker, but I know that he's going to have a bad game second round or quarter final I don't see him going beyond that because there's going to be a bad game or a prolonged bad spell that's what I'm seeing at the minute anyway so we'll see yeah, but I think I agree, you can mate. just get through against Clearmacker what about the Ferrets yeah. versus the Maximizer it was a few weeks ago where I said I quite like what I'm seeing from Max Hop and I still stand by that because he seems to be moving in the right direction he does mate he does I, I, I think this is one of those draws you know when both will think do you know what that's alright yeah exactly. that's alright I don't, Particularly I don't if there's no draw. crowding They're... to make it difficult for the ferret. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do see a tight game, but I see Johnny. I see Johnny just getting over the line. Max is still that little bit iffy under pressure. I just mm. think he thinks about it slightly too much. He's he's still got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Being yeah, German, he, he still has. He, he still uh... has, and and I find sometimes he he doesn't cope uh, as well as what he, he'd like. Well, he's down to German number two now. Gabriel Clemens is the German number one, but I still think that Max right, is so. moving in the right direction. I think he might do the ferret, um, so I'm going to go for Max to win that. Okay. Here's, here's one then. We spent a lot of time talking about him earlier. Michael van Gerwen versus Darius Labanowskis. They played at the World Championship. Darius got a couple of sets, and to be honest, I thought yeah. he could have got another one or two off him. That game was closer than a 5-2 scoreline. Right now... Yeah. 
I think the solid, dependable Darius Lamanauskas, who averages in the low to mid 90s, and more than that if he's playing well, obviously, that might yeah. be enough to beat Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think anyone, anyone of of the, the field can beat Michael Van Gerwen in, in at this particular time. I, I really do. But I, I'm going to say this. Van Gerwen has to look at that draw and think that is a result. That That is someone that he can outscore, he can outplay, he can outfinish, that plays at a pace that's not, not that particularly quick, not that particularly slow. He will just be there. Labanowskis is always just hanging around in games. He never really dictates them. Mm. And I think it's a good draw for Michael. I really do. I think it's a it's a draw where he can probably, I'm not going to say relax because he can't relax, mm. but it, it's a draw where he has to think, do you know what? This is good for me. I need to get this one out of the way. But on the very, very flip side and very quickly, if Van Gerwen loses that game, that is another now in, in not in the coffin, but that is another kind of real real slip down the run of, running of the ladder because that would be a poor defeat for Michael. Real mm. poor defeat. Well, I, I think it may be a poor defeat for him because I've, I've not liked anything I've seen from Michael Van Gerwen over the last few weeks and I think that Darius Labanowskis may be able to just be solid and dependable and get that game won. I'm going to go for the Lithuanian. Uh, I am right, going to okay. back... I am going to back the world number two, Gerwin Price, against Kim Hybrex, although I've seen bits from Kim that I like. I think Gerwin Price is far too strong yeah. at the minute for pretty much anybody. I assume you're going to say the same? Yeah, uh, verbatim. Verbatim. There we go. It's nice It's yeah. nice yeah. To, yeah. to agree. But where do you stand on yeah. Peter Wright versus Gabriel Clements? Right, right, right. Peter. Uh, That's his you name, know, yes. This, this... You know this change in the darts malarkey that everyone seems to have just forgot because it's boring, right? I also don't Which think is what it is now, hmm. right? No, it does. Right, right. It does now. It's got to the point where it's absolutely ludicrous again. In the opening round of the Grand Prix, the darts he was using was so far, uh, no, not so far. They were so. Uh, so poorly kind of picked from his draw mm. that I'm assuming that's what happened. He had no control over him. He didn't know what weight they were going. He didn't know if he was going to go high, low, left or right. And do you know what? I think he's lost a little confidence. I really do. I didn't uh -huh. like the way he played in the Premier League finals. I haven't liked the way I've seen him play recently. I think Clemens wins that and I think he wins it handsomely. Wins it handsomely? Blimey. You see, my reservation 6-2, 6-3. My reservations about Peter Wright come mainly for he's not played for a while and he's been successful when he has played. And when he came in the podcast, he says, keep on playing because that's important. If you're winning, keep on playing. And he's just not played the Eurotour events. He's played that one game at the no. Premier League finals. He did. He only played one no. game. At the he World looked World horrendous World. there, by the way. I mean, he didn't look... From the semi-finals, there were four players playing. He... He probably looked like the second best player. Unfortunately, he was up against the best player, and none of them played particularly yeah. well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's not. Agreed. I've not seen Peter Wright do much in the last month. I haven't seen him do anything good in the last month. So, yeah, I, I'm tempted to say Clemens, but then he's Peter Wright, and I think he will probably just nick it. And that brings okay. us to the final one: Daryl Gurney versus the man we have seen the best of. It is Mensor Sullivan. 
Daryl's not playing well, is he? I don't think he is. Mencia's all. Mencia's always under pressure. Daryl kind of walks around like he's under pressure. Right. I'm going to say this will be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> None of them will win and it will reach the score of 5-5 five, five, and they will both walk off giving it... I don't want to be beaten. Do you? No, no. So they'll touch They'll touch knuckles and walk away. Oh, well, uh, right. This is what even... I'm going to say. Yeah, Whoever well... throws first wins that game. Well, there we go. That's, I mean, make your own decision on the low six and PDC picks apps for that. You might just have to wait until the, the throw is won. I'm going to go for Mensur on it because I think he's back no matter what Wayne thinks. Um, but it might well actually happen that they call it a draw because this is an Uber session. 16 games played over like eight Ugh. hours and we've got commercial breaks in there. This is going to go on till one o'clock in the morning, I think. So by the time that happens, it may just be whoever can keep their eyes open uh, for long enough. I hope so, because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you see making the final? Who do you see winning it then? You've suggested that Ratajski could go on a run. You suggested Michael Smith could go on a run. Do you? Yes, and... yes. That, that's the semi-final for the bottom. Right. So who do you think goes through from that semi and who would they face in the final, in your opinion? Smith will go through to the final mm. and he'll play the winner of Chizzy and Dev. Chizzy and Dev. Oh, I like it. Dev finally needs it. He needs to produce on TV now. He's yes. got over I mean, the line. He does need to produce on he's TV. Got over I mean, he's, still, he's still quite early in his, in his sort of renaissance. No, 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 no. Right. This is the way it goes and this is the way it has to be. And when you are playing the darts of your life, you then have to make inroads at every every corner you turn. You then have to like do something you've never done before. He needs mm -hmm. to start winning on TV. Oh, and I know he's won on TV. I know I know he's reached last sixteen of worlds and stuff. But he now needs to start playing well and winning on TV, because oh. when you're not doing it, playing at your best, you'll then start to question yourself. Hold on, I've played a lot better than this, and I wasn't winning. Why Why would I start winning when I'm not playing this well? So mm. I, I think he reaches the semi-final, loses to Chiz, Smith beats Chiz in the final. Oh, Smith-Chizzy final, in where somebody has to get a major title. I, I would absolutely... I mean, it's only yeah. a couple of years ago, we nearly had Max Hop, joe Cullen in the final. They both missed match darts in the semi-final. The European Championship has, even though it's only been won by a small number of players, it has had a bit of a history of having little breakthrough performances um, from yeah. players. I, I think that... Aspinall will go on and win it. I really don't know who comes through the bottom half. I do quite fancy Christoph Rutajski to do so. Um, but whatever happens, it will be exciting. You may be able to win some money as well on the low six and PDC picks apps, uh, small stakes betting, uh, to win cash prizes. Just go on there and you can get involved uh, betting against other punters. Uh, Wayne and I both have eight limbs between us and I am sat just yards away from the home of Paul the Psychic Octopus. So, I mean, look, you can see the similarities there. We told you what's going to happen in the first round, so we're giving you a head start at the European Championship. However, if you are getting involved on those apps, uh, you've got to be 18 years old, resident in the UK, terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, if you don't, the great old one Cthulhu will rise from the deep to force you to face his indescribable cosmic horror until you're reduced to a gibbering incoherent wreck. On an unconnected note, if you're a friend who have problems with gambling, please seek out straight away and visit BeGamblerWare.org.
Futag, 